Hello, audience members. Welcome to the first ever episode of the Movies and Shit podcast. I am your host, Patrick Fine, and I am joined by my co-host, Kelly Newman. Oh, yeah, that's me. Say hello. Hi. <laughs> this is our inaugural episode, our trial episode. We are very excited to talk about movies and shit. Uh, Kelly, we love movies. Do you concur? Uh, yes. I, uh, yes. I I'm thought, glad I concurred I thought, immediately. <laughs> I thought you would. And we're here to talk movies. So if you're into movies, you like watching them, thinking about them, uh, talking about them, this is definitely the podcast for you. So thank you for being with us. Kelly, what is the first movie that you, well, I shouldn't say the first movie you remember seeing. What's the first movie that really made an impact on you? Let's start at the very beginning. Um, you know, I think this is still, I'm sure you remember this, this is still my number three favorite film of all time, and I think it's somewhere in time. Yeah. Um, Christopher Reeve, Jane Seymour film. I remember Uh, it well. I think it was 81, came out ish, ish. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think the, the story there is that I don't really remember the first time I saw it, but the way that my mom tells this story is that. Uh, we were at my aunt's house and she had a piano and she had the sheet music out for somewhere in time and she was playing it. And I must have been not older than seven, probably six, but yeah. se- let's say seven, give or take. And I remember it pretty vividly. My mom tells the story as you heard her playing the music, you loved it so much, and you said, What is that from? And then she dragged <laughs> me to Blockbuster and we went and rented it. And then we rented oh it pretty God, much weekly for years. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like it, we just went back and kept getting, I don't know what, what possessed us to do that. Why right. wouldn't you just buy it? But I remember <laughs> right. every weekend going and renting. Maybe they wouldn't let you. I don't get it. Yeah, like it wasn't for sale. <laughs> no, <laughs> continue to rent um, this. But, uh, <laughs> but, but here's the thing. I think that's bullshit. The story, I think, is bullshit. Because, <laughs> I was just about to say how sweet that was. Because but. I think, I remember the listening to my aunt playing the piano, but I think I had already seen the movie. And because how is a seven-year-old going to have the wherewithal to say, I really appreciate this music and I would like to know what it's from? Well, The reality is, I already knew that song. I was remarking it, oh, I know that song. Or, or... You were a savant. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm actually no, a no, time I, traveler. <laughs> yeah, you had done this before. Yeah, it had already happened. Tune back in for our time travel episode yeah. sometime in the future. <laughs> in the past. Well, that's actually a very sweet story, though. It's that, nice, uh, yeah, I guess. And it pulls in Blockbuster, which gives it me does. goosebumps. <laughs> um, I wasn't prepared for your story to be sweeter than oh, mine. Oh, shit, sorry. Um, <laughs> you know what? Let's scrap this. No. Uh, I I can still remember, and you know I'm I'm I've always been a Star Wars Indiana Jones guy. You, but yeah, can you believe it? But um, I can still remember, and again, this may be bullshit, also. But in my mind, I can remember we went on a beach vacation with another family, had kids around our same age, and uh, their dad had brought the box VHS set of Star Wars. And I'm sure I'd watched TV and seen pieces of movies and things before, but I was probably five, maybe six at the time. Sure. And we popped in the first one. That was basically just to distract us, to give the parents a break. And they popped in the first one, and I was the only kid that just sat and watched the whole thing and then was very excited for the, you know, they said, well, we've got another one tomorrow night and the next night. There's so it was more? just a weekend trip. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was like this world that I had never been. Sure. It seems ridiculous, but I was just so excited. And all day at the beach, I was just waiting for that night to watch the next Star Wars. Right. So I watched all those movies and I just remember not really totally understanding what was going on, but knowing like, oh my God, like this is the greatest thing. I want to do this. Like this is like, whatever this is, I'm in. 
Yeah. And really, that in was terms kind of, of the, the fantasy of it, or in terms of making movies, I, that's the thing. Even at that age, and again, unless this is just a false memory, right. I just remember being like, "This is the greatest thing ever." I'm yeah. interested in this world, but then being like, "Someone got to make this and pretend." Mm-hmm. You know, we're running around pretending on the beach that we're everything. Yeah. You know, GI Joe and whatever five six years old and then i'm like somebody did this and they paid them like i had the concept of that. that's crazy <laughs> so i didn't really understand yeah what what was what and at that point you're really just running around pretending you're the characters but i was like i really want to do this and that never really changed so that's my first memory that's awesome um of so you know movie that that fills in a lot of gaps for me that that it was star wars you're right. this this i've always wondered why you're such a nerd <laughs> and this it wasn't sense. something else it wasn't you know some obscure thing it wasn't you know gremlins or something no it was, no yeah, and it's, it and it's like one of my first really one of my oldest memories so yeah that was kind of the the beginning for me yeah so. i think uh, one of my earliest memories uh just in general is about going to the movies. I think it was the first movie I saw in theaters that I have a memory of. And it was Aladdin, which would have been 93. So I was born in January 88. So I was five. I think five is about when I started to remember my memories. I think it was 92. Oh, I don't want to get into a challenge. Yeah. 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 But yeah, that would have been so four, four and a half. That's a pretty early memory. Probably definitely think I have much before that. Yeah. Right. But, um, but yeah, well, since you bring up the theater, which is obviously, uh, Probably we felt a little bit different about when we were growing up than now. Yeah. But um, the the same thing I just mentioned, Star Wars and Indiana Jones, the first theater experience I ever had was Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Nice. And I can remember my dad coming up to me. I would have been six at that time. It was 1989. Mm-hmm. So my dad came up and said, we're going to watch a movie. And I got very excited and went to where the VCR was, which is the only place I'd ever watched a movie. And he's like, no, we're going to the theater. That's great. And I, yeah, I specifically remember what? being in the kitchen of our old house. I've got a very clear visual of it and just being like, what is this? Yeah. And he's like, no, we're going to see it. It's going to be exciting. And, and I didn't know what Indiana Jones was. He said, Indiana Jones, I assumed cowboys and Indians. I remember sitting down to watch the movie and it starts, you know, kind of in the desert, sort of that John yeah. Ford, you know, Monument Valley thing. So I really thought we were watching a Western. And then obviously I was like, wait a minute, there's cars. And, you know, by that point, I yeah. think I was just swept up in the movie. But that was, that's the other big experience that I remember um, from my childhood as far as movies go. That's nice that you hadn't had any concept of a theater. <laughs> no, no idea what he was talking about. <laughs> very confused, but very excited. Well, you are from time. the South. So. <laughs> that's true. That's true. So, some people still are confused by. <laughs> These concepts and anyway, yeah. Um, well, uh, let's bring it, I guess, towards the future. Yes, at this point, or at least the present. We really are bouncing around time. It's great right now. I it's like great. it. But um, we were going to talk uh, Oscars and uh, Oscar. Obviously, the Oscar nominees just came out recently. Um, have you seen every movie in the Oscar? Um, almost. There's definitely a couple that are more in the acting categories that I haven't, and uh, I'm looking at them right now. Uh, the, the Wife, Glenn Close is winning uh, quite yeah. a bit for The yeah. Wife, and uh, I haven't seen that. Um, 
What else have I not seen? Looking at it, honestly, I think I've seen pretty much everything. <laughs> you're, you're a G. You're an inspiration. Um, I just got back to Los Angeles after a major life change, and there are not as many movies available where I was living, but I was actually talking shocking. about the Best Picture nominees. Oh, sorry. Kelly's, just, just Kelly's scrolling at the entire through list. 95 <laughs> movies from every single makeup and hairstyle. Yep, sell yeah, that one, sell that one, sell that one, sell that one. Okay, Best um, Picture, sorry. <laughs> yeah, let's start there. Where um, I am going to be scrolling. such a disappointment. Um, it, it, Best Picture. Down here. Yeah, okay. there you go. So we've got Black uh, yes, Panther, yeah. Black Panther, Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Favorite or The Favorite, yeah. uh, Green Book, Roma, A Star Is Born, and Vice. I have seen five out of eight. I have not seen The Favorite. I have still not seen Green Book, which I'm kind of bummed about. Yeah. I haven't seen Roma yet. Yeah. Um, you know, this is actually the first time that I've sat and looked at this list since they were announced mm-hmm. uh, and actually thought about it. If Beale Street could talk, it should be on that list. There's no question. The the this is so fucked up. Like <laughs> I also haven't seen that, but I know you have oh strong my God. feelings. So. I don't know. Uh because you have movies like Green Book that I love, but they're not I mean <laughs> I don't know. I'm not going to articulate it in in any good way, but well, this, it's just not. It's well, let me let me let me category. ask you this then: if that was in there with those eight, mm-hmm. I mean, would that be? I'm not talking about what you predict would win. Would that be your clear cut? Yes, for best yes. picture. Okay, yes. Yes. so the the best that, picture that's that more you of think a personal. I mean, I'm I'm nominated. probably gonna. I think we both will come at this as uh, what our personal. Oh yeah, for sure. Feelings are not sure. what we would think uh, they would vote for because right. would right. they vote for it? I don't know. Um, but uh, it would be my favorite of of those. There are probably other movies that I think are even better than that that weren't nominated. I just can't think of them right now. Right. Um, but yeah, that's, I mean, I loved pretty much all those movies. Uh, Black Klansman, I did not care for. Um, and see, I really like Black Klansman. Yeah, weird. I don't know. Maybe I need to see it again. The, the ending really punched it through <clears throat> for me. And you know, I don't want to put any spo- sure, spoilers sure, out sure. there. But bringing it to the present and what stuff that we're still dealing with was. Uh, was a big thing yeah. uh, for me. I, I liked everything I saw. It's it's funny. I was thinking about this the other day. Um, the Oscars have changed so much even just since we were kids. Yeah, we were talking um, about this. Yeah. yeah, and I think they're making a real effort to bring – clearly they're making an effort to bring in popular films. Um, you know, everybody – I think pretty much as far as the general public thought it was a debacle when Dark Knight wasn't even nominated. Right. And it was the most, really, it was the most, there's the biggest moneymaker and it was the most critically acclaimed film. So it's almost like, what more do you when want? When you look at the the path of Black Panther, mm-hmm. I think uh, that that's a good analogy of, you know, it, it is, Dark Knight was so completely universally loved. Right. Right. That uh, that's kind of how Black Panther is, you know. It, well, and here we are. It's been ten years, which is really strange. But it's yeah. been ten years since the Dark Knight was out, and I just think one. I think delivery of, of films is obviously different now. But when people, if you're trying to get everybody involved and keep everybody interested in the Oscars, and there's a bunch of movies that people not only haven't seen, but haven't really had the option to see. Yeah. Like maybe Netflix changes that. I know Roma's available on Netflix. Mm-hmm. So I really have no excuse for not having seen sure, that. Yeah. But the, the year that Black, that I'm sorry, the year that Dark Knight, you know, came out and wasn't nominated, you had like The Reader. I can't remember everyone that was up, but there were a lot of movies that had really not been released outside of Los Angeles and New York. Mm-hmm. And, you know, how do you expect anybody to be interested anyway? Um so I, I don't know. Now I now I kind of feel like Black Panther is a really solid movie, but I think it's also 
part of the nomination is obviously moving the dial forward as far as getting you know all the right everything things, yeah not, uh, not so whitewashed yeah, yeah and having Absolutely. everyone have having a voice and being represented which i think is a really good thing but i do think it's also uh, you know a reaction yes. to you know the i oscars wonder conference. how much of of what you're talking about in terms of the oscars whoever that is right the, right. the i mean right. the, this is a this is a a voting body i don't really understand how they right. would uh i i think um I don't know enough about it. I think uh, if enough people uh, are seeing the movies, uh, including you know Academy voters, because even though yeah they get their screeners and whatnot, they probably don't go to the movies that much. But if they do, they're not all in LA. I'm sure plenty of them are scattered throughout the country. Um, but I think what's different this year is that this list, these movies, are in more theaters than I've ever seen the Oscar nominees in. I just think right. they are more wide, uh, widely opened than in previous years. I'm sure we could look up some stats, but I'm not going to. Yeah, that, that's fair. Yeah. I don't think anybody would complain about that. Maybe well, somebody will. will, even yeah. if they will. Who cares? Um, yeah, no, you you may be right. And also, um, you know, obviously everybody's got their vote. I'm not saying there's one big grand conspiracy, but I do think these voters are, you know, aware. You know, I think they're kind of aware. Okay, this is the you know, the perception of us, you know what I mean? Right. right now. And this is what we need to do to keep Oscar relevant. I guess that that's kind of what stuff. you mean. And that's what I mean is, is just that it's a large body of people. You would hope it's a large enough body. I think Academy voters are at like 10,000 right now or something like that, or 9,000, which right. is small, obviously. But, um, I would hope that they are making decisions. Uh, yeah. Do you know, uh, like and, that. and maybe neither of us will know this, but do you know Academy members, I used to think every Academy member, once you were in the Academy, you voted on every category. Someone recently told me that was not you don't? accurate. Oh, and I don't know about the it. big ones you do. So okay. the big categories you do, but there are some smaller categories that it actually has to be your field. And wow. I've kind of always felt like it should be your field that you're voting on. I think actors should vote for actors. I, I really and, had no idea. Yeah, yeah, that just makes more sense to me because I've thought, okay, you're voting for adapted screenplay, you know? Uh, the makeup guy, did he read the screenplay and the book? You know, right. it's based, I mean, I, you know, I understand that needs to be a category, but it's always been kind of strange to me. So it would actually make more sense to me if it was divided up a little bit. It brings bit. up the question of, you know, I think the sound categories a lot of times are confusing for people. Um, you know, the, the movies that are up for best sound mixing or sound design, mm -hmm. a lot of times are not your big budget blockbusters with the, the wild, you know, uh, right. amount of, uh, effects and, uh, and sound effects and, and, and layers. And then you go, why did, uh, you know, <laughs> Roma or something yeah. like that get yeah. nominated for, you know, those categories. And it does make sense that it's probably because of their intimate knowledge of what went into it. Um, that would yeah. put them in those categories. Yeah. It would definitely need to be somebody who, who knew what they were you know that what they Roma were doing. was nominated for yeah. sound editing and sound mixing. There you go, there you go. So somebody knew yeah. what they were doing. Exactly. Way to go, Academy! You got this yeah, one right. Exactly. Um, they're also not going to have a host for the first time. Yeah, that's new news. And new news. I don't know how it they've done this news. before. They have done this before, but they said it didn't go very well. Exactly. So <laughs> we're we're ready for Super Bowl too. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be interesting. I, I bet it'll move faster. I uh, I actually, as soon as the Kevin Hart thing was happening, that was my first thought: is they don't need a host. Just yeah. don't. But they might still fuck it up. But the <laughs> the concept is you start with a nice video and you introduce right. the first person. You know, right. there's not right. really any reason to not do that. 
when you're struggling with all the PR that goes along with the Kevin Hart thing. Oh, yeah. Just don't have so a host. Much. Because then whoever you're going to get is going to uh, be held under such scrutiny, scrutiny. And then next year, regardless of what happens, you can make a new decision. You know? Yeah, that's true. If, and and you can always give different things a shot. I mean, yeah. you know, the first Oscars, a lot of people don't really know the history of the Oscars, but the first Oscars was really just a dinner. You know, right. The, the Roosevelt. How many awards did they give then, away? <laughs> I, was it five, five awards? Yeah, five the it, and they gave out. I don't know if they actually gave trophies, but I know there was a first, second, and third place. They actually made it known. Yeah, you know what the vote count was. Which who wants to crazy? Who wants to take crazy. a bronze medal home for? But you know, it, about how long was that uh, that event? The, oh God, um, what was it, about an hour long dinner? Yeah, it was Is about that right? Five minutes. Yeah, yeah, there you go. We used to be tour guides, so we got a lot of uh, great facts for you guys. Uh, probably um, not. I've forgotten most. But, but yeah, me too. I'm not sure if any of that was right actually at this point. But the point is, this stuff is evolving and it changes. We were talking a little while ago about um, just like I just pulled a year kind of out of a hat, but you know, 1995. I know you had Apollo 13 up for Best Picture. Like Braveheart was up for Best Picture. It really uh, was right, like for a the lot 1994 of, year. Right, you're right, right. Yeah, yeah big, got it. big popular films. Yeah, that yeah were, 94, you know, the year of 94. Well, 90, gnarly. yeah, 94 was actually every, everybody still talks about. You know, one of those big years because it had Pulp Fiction, right? Uh, Shawshank Redemption, which a lot of people consider the greatest film or one of the greatest films of all time, and then Forrest Gump. And again, I'm just comparing that to now. We have more movies in the categories, but. It doesn't feel like everyone in America, it's kind of the same as television. You know, we don't really have a water cooler moment where we all gather and we talk about the same show anymore. Right. There's just so much content, you know, whether it's television, movies. And I think that might be part of the reason the Oscars have kind of lost some of their steam as well is just, do we all have a common, you know, thing that we've seen and we talk about? You know what I mean? It's even you and me, who we go to see a lot of stuff. I mean, I know you've seen more than me, but, you know, a lot of times we'll, we'll, you'll bring up a movie or I'll bring up a movie that neither of us, you know, the other one hasn't seen. And I feel well, like we're going to have to talk about case. that. Anytime that comes up, we got to write it down. Right. For yep. sure. Yeah, for sure. That'll looks like 90, the 1995, um, Academy Awards for best picture. This was back when they only had five. Nowadays right. we're used to nine or 10. They, I think they have the cap at 10, but it generally is nine, mm -hmm. uh, in the last few years, but, uh, best this picture. Year eight. Uh, oh, is it? Oh, okay. Yeah, this year. I didn't even count. Uh, Forrest Gump, Four Weddings and a Funeral, Pulp Fiction, Quiz Show, Shawshank Redemption. Is that what we were just talking about? Yeah, so um, that's the 94 year for the 95 Oscars. Right, right, and right. I guess you could say Four Weddings and a Funeral was still kind of the little indie darling. I've never even heard of Quiz, <laughs> quiz Show. It, well, Quiz Show, honestly, <laughs> Quiz Show's about the game show scandals that happened. Is it really? um, Yeah, with, um, you know, we, they will credit Jeopardy with bringing game shows back. That was oh, after that. Okay. Yeah, Fair Merv enough, Griffin yeah. is credited with bringing them back. Another That's little wild. tour guide fact. Uh, but that was Robert Redford's movie. So, I mean, that one was a smaller film too, but I still think it was a wide release. It was a Robert Redford you know, movie. I think people in that day and age had seen it. Um, so I think we went from there where there was like one little kind of indie festival darling. Right. And maybe Sundance changed that, you know what I mean? And Pulp Fiction and everything did end up changing that. Uh, and everything kind of swung the other way for a while, but... I definitely think it's a fluid thing. Oscars are always changing. I think if you really love movies, you want the Oscars to be this great thing that really does represent the best of films, or at least I do. Well, yeah, and I mean, you were mentioning Apollo 13. I'm I'm trying to get to uh, get to that in terms of what it was actually nominated for because this came out in uh, da -da -da -da. I'm on the wrong page. Um, 
Way to slow it down. That was 95, <laughs> so that would have been the 1996 uh, okay. uh, Oscars, which uh, I guess we should look at. You know, maybe it was just up for best actor. Well, here, here's that's exactly my point, is that uh, how crazy is it when the movies that we look back on and we absolutely would be sure <laughs> that yeah. they would be nominated oh, for best yeah. picture are not. So the 1996 uh, uh, for the 95 calendar year Oscars nominees were Braveheart, Apollo 13, Babe. Yeah. El babe. Postino <laughs> and Sense and Sensibility. <laughs> Underrated gem there, babe. Yep. <clears throat> That's crazy, man. Yeah. Babe. I had to click on it. Like, you know what's crazier <laughs> is that the sequel to Babe was directed by... Babe 2, Pig in the City. Yeah, Pig in the City is the same director as um, uh, Road Warrior and Mad Max. What's the what's his name? George Miller? Yeah, George Miller. What? George Miller made Babe 2. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> I'm kidding. And, and instantly became the most fascinating director of all time. Okay, wait. <laughs> that he, His Keep brainchild talking. was Mad Max. And he did those movies, and he kind of vanished, obviously, and he was developing uh, Mad Max Fury Road for a long, long time. And he made Babe 2, Pig in the City, during that stretch. And also, look, Happy Feet is up there. He made it. No, he's a producer. Let's get to directing. Isn't that, uh, isn't that okay. bizarre? So he yep, directed he the Happy Feet films. <laughs> he directed Babe, yep. Babe, colon, yep. Pig in the City. Ooh, Witches of Eastwick. Have you seen Witches of Eastwick? No. Kelly? Write it down. That Man, is a weird. This is blowing my mind. Jack Anyways, movie. Witches of Eastwick. Okay, it's going to my list. Uh, oh, look, it's Jack. Yeah, Jack 87. plays uh, the devil. He plays Satan and uh, Cher. I feel like Susan this... Sarandon and Michelle Pfeiffer are witches who he tries to wed and marry to bring the Antichrist into the world, and it is a comedy. Well, so what's the what's the uh, oh god uh, what's the Zemeckis uh, horror comedy called? Oh yeah, with um, uh, Bruce Willis. Because that's what this makes me think of, and I had never seen that before either. Tonally, you, you, that's pretty. I feel like they put up. Yeah, there in the you're same, pretty close. To same De- area. Is it? It's not Dead and Loving It. That's uh, uh, that's Dracula. yeah, that's very close. Dead and Loving It. Dead and um, Loving It. I don't know. No, 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 no. That's hang on. We'll find it. So it was around like ninety two. Oh, is that Death Becomes Her? Death and ninety two on the dot. Okay, um, leave this in. Don't edit it out. That's yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> that it's was the baby. same poster. Look at that poster. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty much as identical. what was the other one called? We invite you, the listeners, to listen along. Witches, Witches of uh, Eastwick. This movie, weirdly, my dad really liked dude, this movie. What is going yeah, that's on? That's the exact same poster. <laughs> oh my god, what's that's going really, on? That's creepy. Probably the same guy designed them. I guess. Um, yeah, right. my dad loved this movie, and my mom hated it. And it is a weird comedy fantasy horror. Is the uh, all right, so it's going on my out. list of things I need to see. Yeah, um, we invite you to listen. I absolutely guarantee you're going to have more of these than I will um, of things that I need to see. I don't know, man. saying you need to see things. Apparently, you've seen all 10,000 movies nominated for the <laughs> yeah. Oscars. Oh, no, I've the last few years, I've got you beat big time. Yeah, um, yeah I've been my, out of the loop for sure. My list is is uh, real big this year. I, re- I do write it down, every movie I see in the theater. And it's all in the theater. There are a couple I saw uh, from Netflix or... Uh, they came on video on demand, but uh, really, yeah. yeah, right, right. I've done I've done a fair amount of the uh, what you would call classic films, I guess. Yeah, and that's that's the thing. When we were both tour guides, I definitely had a lot of gaps, way more gaps uh, than I think most people that were tour guides because right. um, I don't know. I was never really a um, 
a, a student or or a or child of uh, you know Turner Classic Movies or right, or anything right. like that. Um, my mom and my dad, for that matter, but mostly my mom was just so obsessive about uh, me seeing kind of the uh, poppy movies of the day. Um, she was uh, adamant that I would have. She was kind of a completist with our VHS mm-hmm. collection, so mm-hmm. it would be like love that. I remember very vividly the uh, uh, Rambo movies being <laughs> important to her. Like yeah. we have to, you have to see the Rambo movies, but we're not just gonna watch the first one. We're gonna buy the whole set and watch them all. And then uh, the Bond movies. I mean, that's a big connection between the two of us. And oh yeah, um, but she, I never saw a Sean Connery movie until I was an adult. Uh, Sean Connery Bond until wow. I was an adult. Um, my entire childhood of Bond and obsessive Bond fandom was without Connery. Zero Connery, 100% really? um, more. But then... So uh, your mom as, introduced you to more? Uh, yeah, as the, uh, as the Brosnan ones came out, we saw them religiously. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I never That's saw great. a uh, Dalton or a Connery one until wow. I was an adult. Yeah. Yeah, I... Um, Thanks, Mom. That's interesting. Yeah, well, hey... Way to go. <laughs> Complete mom, shout out. She, she so is a big more booster. <laughs> this is interesting because at, currently, right now, as of a couple days ago, yeah. I am going through all of the Bond movies with my girlfriend. Yay. Shout out to Jessica Valdez. Um, can't wait to see you later. Hey, and, Jess. Um, yeah, hey, Jess. And uh, she'll be our listener no matter what. We know we'll have at least one. One. Um, but she has seen, you know, a Bond film here and there, and she wanted to go through the whole series for me. She actually bought the box set for me. Nice. And we're bouncing around. We've done, like, the first Connery, the first Moore. We did Goldeneye, even though she had, I think she had seen, actually, yeah. I think she realized she hadn't seen that. But we're kind of trying to bounce around and go early to late for all the different Bonds. But I remember seeing all the Connery ones with my dad. My mom also loved the Roger Moore ones. That was a big thing for her. So I don't know if maybe... It's a mom. It's love a mom. mom. I love the yeah. more ones, but um, what year was your mom born? Sorry, mom. fifty-four. <laughs> yeah, fifty-four. So yeah, my mom Shout is fifty-nine. My dad's fifty-six. <laughs> I think the I think the uh, the generational thing is mm. if you're if you're a little bit older, I think you're probably going to be more into Connery simply because right you were older when those came out. But right. when what was what was Doctor No 60? 62. Right. So that's, that's the a, first. I mean, movie. being a baby in my mom's case being a, uh, you know, not even a teenager for right. your mom, she right. probably wouldn't have been into that kind of stuff. But once you get into the 70s, it's like, oh, yeah, it's yeah. hip 70s stuff. And, yeah, uh, that's fair. And he's got his bell bottoms, and that's, that's who then I am. Then she's in high school and college, <laughs> yeah, high school. and that's the popular thing I think it's just generational. You know? Right, for sure. But, for sure. you know, also guys, I think, are probably going to gravitate more towards Connery, right? Yeah, I think that's probably true, too. Uh, just yeah. kind of the badassness yeah, of, of him. Yeah, of course. So. The fur, the, the hair. All the all the body here. Uh, this is my this is my 2018 list, by the way. If uh, this sparks any conversation with you, oh wow! Um, starting yeah. from January see, 2018. See, I'm still way behind. I haven't even I haven't seen Phantom Thread. I know that was up for yeah, that was last, last year. year. A few of these are are obviously last year. This is pretty crazy though. Black Panther must have come out in what February? It's huh. up for a lot of awards. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's that, been that is very year. early. I, yeah. And you know what's funny? I I almost felt like. 
I know it was still nominated, but I almost felt like A Star is Born might have come out a little too early. I feel like it had a lot of momentum. Uh, yeah. And now it's I just nominated. I think it nominated. came out at the right time because it has allowed it to stay in theaters for a long time and right. lots well, of exposure. But my point is, I was thinking maybe that one came out a little too early. Now we're talking about a movie, Black Panther, <laughs> a year that, ago. What, February or yeah. March maybe. Yeah, yeah. And, and again, I think that one is... Uh, you know, and rightly so, kind of a product of, you know, moving yeah, and changing absolutely. times. But um, there's a, a lot on this list that uh, didn't get a ton of love. And, and even though this list is largely, at least until you get into the Oscar season, is mostly just the big budget stuff right. um, that I would have taken the time to see. But there weren't as many kind of indies uh, out for a long time. Once you get into the summer and fall, then there's a lot more. What did you um, think about Isle of Dogs? I'm just looking at it. I, uh, I got real bored with it. I thought mm. I thought it was visually gorgeous. I think it's one of his best. Like always. Um, yeah, it just is is a, a absolute masterpiece visually. But uh, but the story really, I thought, uh, dragged on. And I, I, I can't remember. I'm, I don't fall. I don't like doze off in theaters ever. Yeah, yeah. That was one I can remember dozing off. Oh, wow. So that was okay. a big deal. Um, I might have been tired out. I don't know. Right. But uh but you know there's some great stuff in here. I think Annihilation is incredibly underrated. Um Still haven't seen that. Oh, Very God, excited man. to see you that. You got to see that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Hostels that, yeah, but is again, also I think a, a, a close to a masterpiece. I loved that, Hostels. I just want to say for the listeners I've been in a little town called Goldsboro, North Carolina that has one theater Context. for the last 3 years. And Annihilation is available now for streaming, but mm-hmm. it it came and went I think in about a week. Well, that's because of the Goldsboro. Netflix deal. It was literally ah okay, oh, like a one week theater uh, you know, okay, theatrical release, okay. and then well, they I put missed it on it. Netflix. Oh, yeah, so. that's right. But well, check it out. Yeah. Since we're um, you know, everything comes back to Star Wars with me at some point. Did I'm not sure if I got your thoughts or not on Solo. Oh, I love Solo. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I enjoyed I'm, Solo as I'm well. A, I'm a big fan. I said, if you see the my list there, it's on there twice. Yeah, I, saw I, it I twice. do see that. <laughs> I do see it. Oh, nice. You're yeah. actually putting them on. Oh, 100. percent yeah. Wow. This yep. is. I'm That's... impressed. So I, I, it was another movie that I didn't need. You know, I didn't really ask for. Yeah. Um, and I probably still would be fine with them. Is that how they make movies it. now? They <laughs> yeah, ask that's pretty okay. much. They should. Sons of bitches. Um, but uh, but I remember leaving that one and being like, well, you know, if they were going to do it, I think they did a good job. And, yeah. You know, for me, the the origin of Solo is always kind of going to be just sitting in the cantina. Yeah. And, you know, that's his real, that's real his introduction. Story. That's all I need. The mystery behind that is so much more satisfying than this movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, but that said, it is so fun. And, yeah. uh, I think I'm, I'm, I'm really not a fan of Rogue One. Um, I, I appreciate parts of it, but I really don't love it. Um, right. and then, uh, What's the other one we had? Did we have another one? <laughs> no, it's just been the uh, uh, those are the two seven and eight so far. Okay, right. Yeah, and and the thing is, I don't mind the single kind of spinoffs as much. I think because they don't directly affect the story that I already really love and don't want anybody to mess with. Yeah, um, you know, and you can still separate them, but the new ones, their ramifications to the originals. You know, the same as the prequels were. Sure. I think that's probably my my big issue with them. But um, but no, I enjoyed that one as well. So um. Well, here I don't want to jump away from the list That's too okay. quick, yeah. but well, I, I was going to say, so yeah, since uh, we talked about the Oscars and we talked about what they used to be, and obviously we've talked about different delivery platforms. This is a really, really broad topic, but do you? What do you think when you think about movies ten years from now, fifteen years from now? Do you have any idea 
you know, what we'll be looking at. I mean, has the whole theater game changed at that point? Is everything home delivery? I know we'll have some theaters, but by no, and large, do you think, think it's still the, around? I don't think, I, I mean, this year I think is, is, um, as good an example as any, I, I, I'm bi- I'm super biased. I went to the theater so much. I have my movie right. pass and my AMCA list, right. and I still use both of them a lot. Um, but before, especially before movie pass got weird, um, I mean, we we had had movie pass for years. It was fine for years. It was uh, great. It's you great know, when back, you're in LA. Back when I paid uh, fifty bucks a month, I couldn't have been happier. I paid fifty <laughs> bucks a month for a movie every day, and it worked. You're still saving um, money if you're fifty doing that bucks here. was fine with me. Anyways, the point is that. Um, I was at the theater so much this year and I always enjoy the theater and I go constantly and, and, uh, I just, I don't, I saw so many things later in the year that I would have never seen at home. I just, I don't think, uh, you know, if we go to kind of all streaming, if, if those movies that I'm talking about, uh, would have, uh, you know, in, in a few years ended up being a Netflix movie, I just don't think I would have seen them. Um, because when mm-hmm. I come home, the amount of options on all of the streaming platforms <laughs> right, right. Uh, is overwhelming. So if I come Completely. home and not even talking about TV, forget about TV, just the amount of original films on Netflix that are not the shitty ones is still <laughs> long. It's a long list. I know. I Whereas know. at the movies, at any given time, at any point in time, there's like a couple that I want to see. Right. There's usually right. not 10 or 20 so it it allows me to focus and just see one every few days and it's very good. Um, so I'm really hoping we don't get to, you know, to a point where uh, they can't be theatrically released um, because right. there's no demand for it. I, I would hope that it just keeps happening. I don't know how that works, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, I totally agree with you. I better, think, you know, with Netflix, I think you just keep adding to your queue, Adam to your queue. Oh, you know what I mean? I stopped using ultimately. The queue years yeah. Ago. It's just, I it's, got a list on my yeah, computer. Like, you're never going to get to them. Right. Like, oh, I'll watch that a different day. Right. And I still, the, the movie theater experience is still my favorite experience. Yeah. yeah. That said, I really do. It really is distracting to me. You know, you can't go to a movie anymore without phones coming out. You know, unless it's particular, like maybe a special theater, you know, maybe a theater where they're. Yeah, it's always nicer to go to. I mean, you probably in uh, in uh, North Carolina the last few years have had a little bit different experience. But <laughs> Definitely. Um, I, I got to say, I think people in L.A. are pretty good. I think you'll be happy once you start going a lot again. That yeah, they're, they're pretty good. Well, and there's Alamo draft houses that are popping up mm-hmm. actually all over the place and they tend to be pretty you know strict what? on it. They're strict, but. If you are still going to come in and out and do the food thing, which is nice, yeah, yeah, that's you're true. completely negating it. I'm that's sorry. True. Like that, it's <laughs> that ridiculous that, that we would put them on a pedestal of, well, they have really great service. I mean, they, they're <laughs> clearly a great company. They have great theaters. They have a, a obsession, uh, you know, that I appreciate of the quality of uh, the presentation, but yeah come yeah. on i'm with you I'm are with you, you insane yeah. you're walking around you get the little <laughs> lights you get the paper you got the yeah. pencils you got the you know they're really good at crouching down and but, walking but the whole away but fuck yeah. man you know that's no, crazy I, I know what you mean and i don't mean to be the old curmudgeon either but no, um, yeah. but but i do find it distracting and i would love to, i would love for everybody to actually be able to go in be a dark theater and lock in and that's yes, part of the reason that's the whole point well one of the things i'm so excited it's about being back dinner. here for is you know when they run these theater, like maybe the Arrow Theater, the New yeah. Order, things like that, New Bev, you know, Tarantino's yep. theater. When you're running something from 
the eighties or the, you know, some other time yeah. and people show up for it, you know, they have a genuine interest in seeing it. Yeah. They're movie fans or they're coming back to see one of their favorites. You know, everybody's pretty much going to be locked in. And I just think that's the best experience. That's the best audience experience. You've just got fans throughout the theater other than maybe somebody bringing a friend, you know, to show it, show it to them. So that's probably my favorite experience, but I do kind of wonder, I mean, I, I, I don't know, you know, where we're headed, but the other thing is, there's so much interactive stuff. I mean, you know, video games now are outselling movies, what, like three or four to one? I, don't I think in know. terms of money. And, I, and so I'm not, depressing. I'm not a big gamer. Yeah, I know. I know. We're going to, we're going to really, hey, games. listen, we're just going to be happy with what we is did. not video games but, in this you know, podcast. Well, the, but, but, but you're right. But they're, they're more story centered, right? Yeah. Like they're more and more interactive movies. Um, I would still rather go to a movie, you know, a hundred times out of a hundred. Yep. But I, but I also wonder with you know the next generation, the generation after that, at some point, the next generation, totally immersive. Yeah, wait, we'll, wait, we'll wait, cover, wait. we'll cover, we'll cover Star Trek: The Next Generation on a different podcast. But when we could call it the next conversation. Ooh, ooh, has that been taken? Look that up. I should, That's I should been Google taken. that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it was still a good idea, Kelly. <laughs> um, but no, I just wonder. I mean, you know, you always think about different technologies and what comes and goes and movies were always considered to be like a passing fad. And then they became this amazing thing. And I, and then television came and they were like, well, movies will now go out of business. And then they stayed. And I remember thinking, yeah, they'll always be around. And I do wonder, I mean, it's not, I think they'll always be around for our lifetime, but it does make you kind of wonder like, oh yeah, maybe this is just a passing thing. I have a record player um, uh, yeah. and uh, cassettes are making a comeback. Fucking! Not, I just bought this morning on Etsy a Sony Walkman. Ooh, <laughs> uh, from Ooh. 1979. One of the first models, not the first, because the first is the one from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, and that's extremely expensive. <laughs> um, but uh, that's awesome. But my niece wanted it. She's f- uh, 14, turning 15 on Monday, mm. and uh, she's like, "I just think it'll be so cool to clip it to my belt and listen to cassettes." And she's also the one that wears my old like. Uh, denim jacket from hard rock right you know right from 92 and so she's way into that retro scene but i just think there's enough of a uh, like uh ectochrome film is being produced again yeah. um, so you're telling me hipsters and millennials are going to save us and <laughs> well, bring it all back she's neither of those she's uh, whatever the next next generation i don't Got remember See, but i don't uh, even know anymore yeah no it's something else but i guess the point is that uh, i don't i don't worry I don't worry. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, yeah, my, and my point is not to, to get everybody in a, you know, in an angry mood or anything like that. <laughs> even, even if this stuff went, at the end of the day, I feel like I would just be like, oh, well, I'm glad that I came through in an era where something yeah. that I was so passionate and excited about, you know, was full throttle. Yeah. I, I loved growing up when I did. And I think it was, right. I think even having the internet and devices in our hands would have changed that. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, not that I'm against that now, but, uh, but yeah, that was a good... It's a good era to grow up in, you know, sort of the 80s and 90s, I think. Oh, did you see the uh, the picture, the single um, uh, press photo for Bad Boys 3? No. Bad Boys for Life is the name of the movie. That's the picture. Oh, wait, is it a video? Oh, wait man. If it's, if it's a video, we'll be able to hear it. You know, they don't look old, but they really do look older. Oh, it's a boomerang. Right, sucks. right. You know, fun fact, they didn't have boomerangs the last Bad Boys movie that came out. (laughs) 
<laughs> Those weren't a thing. They were a thing that you have this out in the brush. This is the first look? Why, are they doing, why did they release it as that? I like that the fan is turning the opposite direction. It kind of brings up the, the concept oh, right. of those uh you know crazy michael bay swooping around shots but i wonder is michael bay directing it um oh what a thing to uh return to i can't believe it the machine especially since he's not wait what is he uh maybe that was a dream i had (laughs) i had a dream uh Oh, I can't wait for this. God. Maybe that was a dream. No, I, I was about to say it as fact, but then I was like, wait a second. No, that's not a real thing. Um, I think uh, I maybe had a dream about a a Will Smith vehicle, you know, that he wasn't going to be in. Um, no, there was talk about bad boys being a next generation hand the keys off. Yeah. Is um, that the one you're thinking about? And it's not Men in Black because we know that's not no, really a, no. it's not really a continuation different, as much yeah. as it's kind of a different thing. But, um, um, uh, crazy. Let's see. Let's see who is involved. <clears throat> Bad boys for life. Um, well, there's the picture. <laughs> it, they look about the same. Will looks identical. Yeah. Martin's a little puffier. A little puffier. Yeah, stung by a bee. <laughs> he's, he still looks good. He's fluffy. I'm, you know, uh, I'm yeah, one to talk. No, of course, I'm 100% on board. Um, but <laughs> who are these directors? Um, sorry, I'm yeah. sure they're great. I don't have any idea. So I've it's not it's name. not Michael Bay. Well, I guess not. And did, it's, it did, He did the first, he did both, right? He two, did one and two. Yeah, it lists two directors. You got your Joe Carnahan as a writer. That makes sense. Um, but... Uh, I might be mispronouncing Adil El uh, Arabi. Uh, yeah, and sorry, my screen is very small. Bilal Falah. Bilal Falah. Um, let's see, what have they done? Bilal Falah. It is bizarre. Huh. Uh, so, whoa. <laughs> Beverly Hills Cop 4 announced wow. as director. Bringing all they of them. They must our really old... love these guys. Yeah. Uh, I say they. I don't know who's even making this movie. but uh, <laughs> So, I haven't seen any of this. It looks like. Uh, maybe he did some work directing Snowfall, which is, I think, uh, what is that? An, uh, that's an FX series. Um, uh, interesting yeah. resume. And then uh, Bilal, uh, kind of the same stuff. So they are yeah. a directing team, clearly. Yeah. And uh, wow, that is wild. That is wild. Bad Boys for Life and Beverly Hills Cop 4 announced for these guys. Crazy. Um, yeah, well, I hope it's great, uh, because Bad Boys 2 is one of the best action comedies ever made. It's Ooh, in the top. Bold. Uh, absolutely. Well, bold. You, what, you don't agree? Well, I'm just... You uh, agree. You Shut jumped up. right there. <laughs> you jumped right <laughs> you there. Agree. That's all. You jumped right there. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, that's that uh, the scene of the daughter's boyfriend... <laughs> I mean, hey, look, there's, one some, of the there's some great moments. Scenes. That's for sure. There's some great moments for sure. Oh, Vanessa man. Hudgens is going to be in in this one. You got your Joe Pantoliano. Yeah, as Joey Captain, Pants Cap- is coming Captain back. Howard. Yeah, baby. Uh, <laughs> Joey Pants. Man, think about the. I think my introduction. Hey, hold on. Did you just call me a tick, Captain? Did you just call me a tick? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just excited for all the swearing. Yeah. I hope they bring back. No, all the it'll swearing. be great. It better be R. It better not want to <sighs> yeah, be one of these the PG-13. It might be PG-13. Uh, DJ Khaled's in it. <laughs> yeah, I think that's um, why I got off the Die Hard bandwagon. 
God, what a mess. By, by getting off, I mean, I, I go to all of them. I just yeah. am mad about it now. But as soon as they made the fourth one PG-13, I think I was like, we've lost whatever this was. This is weird. They've got a release date of January 17th, 2020. Hmm. That's a bizarre date. You know, but I think they're they're messing Nothing around. comes out in January. Yeah, but seriously, they're, they're, they're messing around a lot more with date. I think... You think? Well... Obviously, you've still got your prime times, you've got your summers, you've got your fall season for the awards. But ever since they realized they could make money in March, you know, the amount of superhero movies coming out and the way they've been trying to do it with Marvel has forced them to look elsewhere, right? And some of their biggest hits have been February and March. Well, see, I can understand maybe February, definitely March, like Captain Marvel. January is bad. You're you're right. January is bad. January seems real bizarre. But think about it. Okay, if you've got a hit hit uh i know we're all kind of movie fatigued at that point yeah we've gone to a lot over the holidays with our family and stuff like that and i get that but if you've got one that you think is going to be a throwback that enough the key would be enough people are already going to be interested in not like something new but maybe another bad boys and then you come out facing no i mean it might be even be a soft release but if you've got no competition you may win the box office three weeks in a row gain steam and still be around I'm just pitch. I'm not. Yep, you know, I'm no, not a I, I, marketing guy, but yeah. maybe that's what they're thinking. I don't that's know. That's probably accurate. But uh, you know, up until now, our our thought has always been, well, it must be bad. You yeah. know, if it's <laughs> yeah. if it's got a weird release date, then you know, it's it's weird uh, either way. What has Will Smith done over the last five years? Can we just take a look um, at what? Because I think the yeah. galaxy has shifted for Will Smith big time. Um, okay, so actor. Um, so he's doing that bright series. Wow! Wait. So check this out. This is a different link. What the? So hell? on IMDb, Bad Boys on? for Life and Bad Boys Four are two different things. I mean, obviously we know there's only one movie coming out, but it's just funny that they haven't been reconciled. Yeah. Um, so anybody That's listening, strange. go ahead and get on that. Anybody IMDb, from Columbia? get your shit together. Yeah. We tell everybody That's about you. Pretty, You're our source. Pretty ridiculous. Anyways, okay. Getting back to the list. Um, Oh, Bright 2. Did you like Bright? I have not seen Bright. I actually thought Um, it was okay. Everybody seemed to hate it, but... uh, Okay, and how about this? The Suicide Squad is the sequel to Suicide Squad. (laughs) I think that's real bad. That alone makes me furious. Um, Well, see, you you got Bad Boys for Life, which is filming. Oh, wait. No, that's Bad Boys for Life is the third one. And then you've got Bad Boys 4. Oh, you gotta be fucking good, man. And he's okay, also. So it's, sorry, I am. There's too much to talk about. I just about couldn't. Right yeah, I am to be. Keep up the good work. Thanks for making things clear for I us. Couldn't reconcile that in my head. So, and then uh, there's Aladdin, to which right he's one. playing the genie. Yeah. So you remember the uh, the controversy about that because he's on the cover of Entertainment Weekly as himself in a genie outfit, right? And everybody was like, "Wait a second, is he not going to be a big blue genie?" <laughs> right. And which to which I would say. Well, maybe he's not. I don't know what people were pissed, and people (laughs) People were pissed. And then he said something, you know, in the press about uh, no, I'll be blue or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, I I don't know. Uh, Guy Ritchie's weird, so I'm not. I'm not uh, totally on board with the Aladdin. I'm on board with the uh, John Favreau Lion King, perfect, you know, marriage. And then you got your. Tim Burton Dumbo, perfect yeah. marriage. Oh yeah, that Guy preview Ritchie, looks great. Aladdin, 
Uh, well, you brought this up. How weird would know. it be to have a live action Little Mermaid? Yeah, that would be weird, right? That I think. Uh, yeah, I was thinking about that. That was probably a dream I had. Last. <laughs> it was well, a horrific dream. This kind of ties into what we were talking about, like where movies are headed. I know it's less the technological side, but with Disney really having everything cornered at this point and fully in, embracing. Okay, let's take all of our classics that everyone loves. We're going to really, really we're gonna do them all year. again. Yeah. <laughs> as live action. We're not going to spread them out like a Marvel Cinematic Universe <laughs> over 10 years. We're going to release everything in the well, same But year. this is strange, though, because it's the way to bring that next generation back and see all the movies we I saw guess. while also releasing your Star Wars, you know, your Star Wars, and they're dominating with Marvel. But, you know, I was talking to my buddy Adam. He's got little girls, and. He was saying, like, they won't even watch... This shocked me. They won't watch, like, hand-drawn animation. They're so used to the, to the computer stuff. Yeah, and to yeah. me, it would seem like, especially as a little kid, all right, whatever's entertaining me with the colors and everything, yeah. you know, they're different, yeah. but I'm not that interested in that. But he was saying even Lion King, like, gave them trouble. Yeah. And that shocked me, because that's always been kind of the pinnacle. For me, it was Lion King and Toy Story, right, where, like... The two great. I, when I think I was it, growing up. I think uh, it has a perfect analogy, which is uh, for a lot of people, and I'm one of those assholes. A black and white movie is just not going to be the same to me as a color movie. I understand. It's, it's I understand. tough, and uh, I guess this is just an advanced level of that, yeah, like the hand drawn anima- animation. That's all I'm saying, yeah, yeah it's, it's just still... a, it's a perception thing wow. that you're not getting something when you have so much information in a in a modern day right. CG animated animated film. Uh, the information's just not there the same way that the color is not there. Well, that white, that's so. kind of like where we're, you know, again, go even further. Now they're doing all these, I quote unquote, live action. I mean, some of them you could argue, are they live? A- you know, is Lion King live action? Right. That, you know what I mean? Or is that just yeah, a CG? <laughs> yeah. Like, so, but yeah, that's taking it even further, right? That's saying we're going to do live action movies. These kids aren't even going to animate, even though it is animation. Yeah. It's like bringing it fully into the real world. It so. is interesting. I, I'd like to see how it's much a strange of it is, is even uh, filmed. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I have all, no idea. That's the all. thing. I don't know. I, it could be. Five percent, it could be fifty percent. Right, you know, they actually might have done a significant amount of location filming. Who knows? But uh, I'm it, sure it will be completely indistinguishable. Yeah, I want to see behind the scenes the, because the quality of stuff nowadays is is it is unbelievable. It I mean, is we unbelievable. say that every year. Oh man, it's gotten to that point. You know that unca- no, it's true though. That uncanny true. valley effect is just not there, but it uh, it keeps getting better. Um, yeah, yeah, it so. moves quick. It makes you wonder how long anything's got a shelf life, though, other than to fans. You know what I mean? Like, other than, oh, I just, you know, I love this movie and it's kind of quaint. And, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, oh, it's a, you know, it's maybe not, it hasn't held up the same way, but right. maybe it's kind of ro- ro- a romantic idea to go revisit this. Um, but other than that, yeah, if, if things are moving this quickly, you know, you think you, you have to cap out at some point and hit a ceiling, but maybe you don't. And then maybe everything just, you know, dates itself within five years because everything's moving so quickly. We've never been moving this fast in terms of technology, not just for movies, but Will really Smith for was an ESPN reporter in Anchorman Two. Yeah, that was a funny I cameo. Don't remember, you remember that, that movie? I remember Anchorman, everybody I, came in for that okay, cameo. Fair enough. Yeah, bunch of different news teams. He was in charge of one of them. But he did, he did Winter's Tale, which was really weird. So Bright was a Netflix movie. Collateral right. Beauty. Uh, Suicide Squad, that was one year. Concussion right. was the year before. Uh, but basically, you could say from 2016 till now, or not now, he's obviously been filming a couple of these for a while, yeah. but he yeah. definitely took a couple of years off. I think that's what we're getting at. 
there's not. I mean, much he was the between. box office guy, right, for about a decade, and yeah. he was always the bankable star. And then I think he took those a couple years to do Karate Kid for his son, and no one sticks around forever that, yeah. unless you're Tom Cruise. So yeah. that's the other part of it. But he took a couple years off for that to develop it, and then the one that he tried to come back with was After Earth. <laughs> which was really his one disaster. You know, you can say Wild Wild West was a disaster, but that made money. You know, I know it's kind of a laughable After movie, Earth but. is interesting because uh, I, uh, it's M. Night Shyamalan, remember? Oh, God, it is. Um, so it's an M. Night also vehicle weird of weirdness. Yeah, yeah. and then um, you have a very bizarre... Like more like this, IMDb says more like this. Number one, the happening, which is obviously uh, very similar because you kind of watch After Earth with that same thing of like, what is this about? I don't right, get it. Right. And uh, you know, I get the vibe that there might be some like uh, Scientology undertones in all of this, but uh, I don't know that he is. You know, they're 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 big in the press about not being Scientologists. Right. I don't want anybody to think that. That's right. Fine. Um, they are just, uh, Jada got on her, her show, uh, recently with Leah Remini and kind of set the record straight that oh, really? they're just, they're just, uh, very curious. Uh, she's, I don't know if she said they, but her in particular, they're very curious about all religions and the thing yeah, they've overall, read, you I know, gotcha. Dianetics, but right. that's kind of the limit to it. Right. Um, so that's fair, but at the same time, very, very weird, um, uh, movie and I, I kind of want to watch it again because I like the aesthetic of it, just being, you know, right barren earth. And uh, I forget. I, I remember being kind of excited really about, about the trailer. I thought, yeah, hundred percent. Oh, this is this will be really good. Uh, which I mean, you I know, like you can make ship. fun of me now. For I like all that, the but... tech in it. I like. Uh, I right. don't particularly like the story. I don't remember liking the movie, but. Um, you know, right. A basic survival story. There's... It's the father having to talk the son through. Right. You know, the the wilderness really i mean it's that's a good all setup was. yeah right but i don't know anyways yeah well, wild wild west well still around <laughs> yeah never forget hashtag never forget wild wild west uh man i had the the glasses that him and uh kevin klein wear uh were a uh, burger king uh toy um but they were really good like prop uh <laughs> versions of those glasses oh, and great. i had both of them and uh I still have them. I found them recently. I forget where they God, are. God, it's but, so steampunk. Um, it's just like the whole look of this thing is. Yeah, I have not revisited Wild Wild West. Can't. In 20 I, years. So I've seen this movie seven thousand times. <laughs> so I don't need to ever revisit it. I could, I'm sure, say it by heart. But it yeah. was one of the first two DVDs I bought. Uh, my mom got us a oh DVD player God. in '99. So we were very 99 or two. It might have been in 2000, but yeah. uh, but the point is this was 99, July 99. So right. that DVD came out presumably between three and four months after that. So let's just say October. Yeah. I want to say that my mom got us a DVD player in October of 99. And uh, <laughs> my first DVD was Wild Wild West. Good Cl- uh, it might have been the same day that I bought The Matrix on DVD. It was both of them. I had both. Right, Those right. were my first DVDs. Well, and the first thing I did was I put it in and I paused it without any tracking lines. And it was amazing. amazing. <laughs> it was... And, my and, mind oh, wait, exploded. And I can't, I, I'm skipping chapters. I don't really know what that means. And there's I'm special not fast features. I'm skipping right. chapters. I'm going right. longer. 
very bizarre. But I remember it so vividly. <laughs> well, that's funny because I went to film school. I went to college, but I was a film major in 2002. And right. And on day one, they were like, you really need to get a DVD player. Mm-hmm. Like that's new, And obviously, they'd been around for a little bit then, but plenty right. of people still had VHSs. Not that long, though. So yeah. I went out and bought one. Yeah, that was sure, like when yeah, I went yeah. and bought one. But you brought up, you said your first two DVDs, Wild Wild West and The Matrix. Yep. So Will Smith's famous pass was supposed to be right, the Matrix yeah, the for Wild Wild West, which seemed like yeah. the surefire thing. But if you look at it again, we t- his two big flops, everybody kind of cites his Wild Wild West and After Earth. With After Earth, he actually made a pass on Django Unchained. Oh, interesting. So again, wouldn't have been really a Will Smith vehicle, but it's strange that he passed on the sci-fi for a well, Western. you got bad taste, and the Western buddy. for a sci-fi, and was wrong. On, I mean, it's easy to say, oh, he was yeah. wrong. How did he not know? But Yeah, of course. Just interesting. Um, did you know uh, that I Am Legend is based on a, a short story by Richard Matheson, who wrote Somewhere in Time? I... Okay, I did know <laughs> I Am Legend is based on a short story. I did not know that they shared Crazy, right? Yeah. And this is really brought Crazy. full circle. Yeah. <laughs> this That's is why the when ending I saw we've that, been looking like, for. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. I Am Legend is actually... I uh, like that movie. Yeah, it's but that's been made uh, three times now. It was um, right. Omega Man right. with uh, Charlton Heston. And then if you go way, way back... Um, just called something like Last Man Alive is like the first one. But that's black and white. We don't talk about that shit. <laughs> Not on my podcast. That old, that old shit. <laughs> yeah, Richard Matheson wow. was a well done, w- wacky uh, guy, and he had a lot of uh, uh, interesting stuff. But Star I Am Legend Echoes. 1954 filmed as The Last Man on Earth, The Omega Man. Oh, good I God. Am Omega, and I Am Legend. He wrote The Shrinking Man. Which was made a few times a stir of echoes. Yeah. Um, what else? They've uh, tapped into his and, work and, uh, many and times. I guess I should have finished that statement by saying that somewhere in time is actually uh, the book version. Bid time return is what Ooh. it's called. So um, <laughs> check that what out. Dreams you know, what may dreams come. may come, which is a very special movie. I think. Wow. I love that one. Um, kind of dark. I haven't seen it in a long time. Passion Play. Did you ever see Passion Play? No. That was a weird movie. So that movie has Mickey Rourke, um, and it has Bill Murray as the villain. Cool. Uh, and it is a girl who is played by Megan Fox. She has she is totally ordinary, except that Wait, she has Megan wings. Fox. Yes. You sure? Megan Fox. In two thousand. Pretty sure. Megan Fox is my age, so. Pretty sure. <laughs> okay. So she was like twelve. Maybe not. Maybe Passion Play isn't what I'm thinking. I'm going to look it up. Well, no, no. Wait a minute. 2000 was the book, though, right? Oh, sorry. So, oh, the movie yeah, was 2010. I knew it. Okay, got it, got it. I knew it. So, um, she has wings. I've never um, even heard. I kind of just assumed it was an older movie, but... Uh, yeah, no explanation. I've never heard of this. No yeah. explanation. She has wings. People are fascinated with her. She's in like a freak show. Kelly Lynch is in it. Bill Murray falls in love with her. Kelly Lynch's mom was one of the admins at my high school. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. That's a weird one. Yeah. Chocolate Hell's I don't in remember it. her in it. But yeah, Mickey Rourke falls in love with her. He's a, like a tuba player. And he falls in love with her and uh, tries to save her from this, this gangster. This is crazy. Bill Murray's I, a gangster that's Why have I not even heard of this? Passion play. Yeah. Weird. Weird movie. Mitch um, Glazer wrote and directed it. 
and he looks like the kind uh, of guy. Oh, that would've, he directed uh, or he wrote Scrooged. He wrote the Recruit. I like the Recruit. He produced Lost too. in Translation. He's got a great lot of expectations good with uh, Gwyneth. What else has he directed though? Oh, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> That's his only movie. There you go. All well, right. the, cool. the but, way that one went, the, uh, he's got uh, some good writing credits. Yeah. I, I like wouldn't have been those. surprised. He really took a big swing. There. I just saw Scrooge for the first time. Um, oh, really? At Christmas time. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought I knew what that was about, but I didn't realize it was a meta <clears throat> industry movie. Mm-hmm. It was great. Yeah. I was it's, really it's totally into it. Yeah. It's a good one. Very dark. Yeah. Jess's family really likes that. Shout out to Jess's family. Hey. <laughs> um, anyways, we've really yeah, got off the rails be, here. This podcast could we be could edit called this into... the IMDb hole <laughs> because it'll never end. The black I like, hole. I like this little button over here. Young Jenny from Forrest Gump is 34 now and gorgeous. I know. The, <laughs> this, the is a, this is a, comes an up ad. With everything this is now. not anything Good real. God. But what? Uh, what is going on the in the world? The on these things. This Anytime page, you get to this page. I have just clicked yep. to. Yep. Anytime you get to this page, <laughs> where there's a million I don't even, clickbait So articles. I'm not even going to, we're not going to say the name of this website because that would be a promotion for them. What so. the Empress from NeverEnding Story looks like today. <laughs> don't. Oh, everything that's come out about Burt Reynolds, everything. <laughs> Click on it. What the fuck? Are Actor who things? plays Predator is gorgeous in real life. This is really just what porn, right? What the pretty girl in ET looks like yeah. today. This is nuts. They're trying to get everyone just to click on to look at people. That's uh, what this I'm not going to click any of it. I already clicked once too yeah. many. Closing that window. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> oh Anyways. man. Right yeah. on. IMDb. Thanks. Well, owned by Amazon. Did you know that? I did not know that IMDb was owned by Amazon, yeah. but it makes sense. Yeah. I feel like everything's owned by Amazon. A couple years Amazon. ago. Look. Boop, there boop, you go. Amazon, Amazon, Amazon. Down at the bottom. Good for them, man. They've really done great. <laughs> Proud of you, Amazon. When we fell in love Gross. with movies, Amazon was just doing books. Yeah, that's true. I think we did good, buddy, right? Yeah, I feel good about it. All right. For, first run. Movies and shit. Yeah, movies and shit. Thanks for listening, everybody. It was and, mostly um, movies, not so much shit, but... Yeah, H- happy watching to everyone, and... Um, Ooh, actually, let's let's end by m- me giving a strong... I don't know, I didn't, we didn't talk about this, but me giving a strong recommendation on a movie that... Oh, yeah. From my list this year that is not Ooh, up for it. anything, yeah. and it seems like nobody saw... Do it. Um, or, or maybe I'll just mention a couple from this list. I don't want to make it a recurring thing, but... Uh, uh, everybody check out Juliet Naked. Uh, really great movie. Loved that one. Sounds like clickbait. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, uh, uh, let's uh, let's also all go see or, or uh, get on demand uh, Pope Francis, A Man of His Word. Great documentary. Won't You Be My Neighbor, another great documentary, both of which I don't think are nominated for fuck all. So that's uh, really depressing. Um, actually, let me bring back up the... Yeah, documentary. Where is it? I think it's at the top. Documentary feature. Neither of the things I just mentioned are up for best documentary, and that is insane. Yeah, that's a drag. Well, check now you've out, told the people, though. Check out American Animals. That was a, that was a good one. Uh, nobody saw. Leave No Trace. Another good one nobody saw. Um, Three Identical Strangers is fun. Uh, and wacky and crazy. Eighth grade is great. Also, didn't get up for much. Yeah. Blind spotting. Really I loved one of my favorites this year, oh. and uh, isn't up for anything. 
Um, Puzzle was pretty good. Um, uh, what else? Um, <laughs> really enjoyed Searching. Uh, really enjoyed the Sisters Brothers. Yeah, her good thing. It's an incredibly that dark, epic western, and uh, it's got a little bit of comedy sprinkled in there because it's okay. John C. Riley and uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Right. Um, a simple favor was a, a blast. Loved that one. Um, What'd you think of Anna and the Apocalypse? Anna and uh, the Apocalypse. It, it's super fun. I mean, you can't you can't ignore that. Uh, it's just a small budget British film. Very small budget, like right. borderline uh, a, a film school uh, project, and it is a blast. It's okay. a blast. Um, but uh, I, the one that actually brought <laughs> brought me into this list was uh, Vox Lux, and yeah, uh, and I'm not saying that it is a great film. I am saying that uh, it's interesting, and I think right. people should see it. Right. And I don't necessarily think that uh, it should be up for any major awards, but I do think it's Natalie Portman's maybe her most interesting uh, performance and wow. maybe her best. Okay. Um, I was incredibly into her performance. Um, and uh, Well, I'm going to yeah. recommend you people probably have seen this, but if you're the one person that hasn't, check out Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. God, yeah, so great. It has no business being as good as it is. It really, well, really Amy is Pascal good. did something. Yeah. Hey, hey, shout out to Amy Pascal. Yeah, I mean, we remember really uh, you and a bunch of people, I'm sure. But uh, I mean, you're kind of holding that Spider-Man torch, and for some yeah. reason, running with you it, you guys got all the right people involved running because with it. it is great. That was really fantastic. And the other one um, that probably less people have seen that I just really, really enjoyed is Free Solo. Yeah, absolutely. Um, which but is, that is up for best documentary, yeah, so yeah. It, it it makes sense. And I think Free Solo RBG is also up for best documentary. Um, I'm saying all this having not seen most of the other best documentary features, right, right. so it's totally unfair. But um, the fact is, uh, there's some great ones this year. And I think uh, I think I've read some articles or blurbs about uh, uh, the uh, demand and the uh, popularity of documentaries this year is. Uh, skyrocketing compared mm. to previous years. It is far and away huh. a huge, huge, huge genre, um, both in how much money they've made in theaters and how much yeah. they're streaming and all of that kind of stuff. So uh, I think a lot of it comes from like the true crime uh, yeah. genre on Netflix. I, that's what I was going to say. I could see the streaming being a big thing. <clears throat> Documentaries yeah. can also be, I'm not saying they should be this, but they can be kind of your background thing while you're doing stuff right. that you're still listening to, you're maybe not dialed in watching the whole time, which right. I think is just on the rise, those kinds sure. of things right now, because people want stuff running all the time and when they're moving around. Anyway. Well, I think uh, I think as Howard would say, well, we've said it all. We we have said it all. And if we haven't said it, it doesn't need to be said. It'll be said next. So there you go. Yeah. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Um, and God bless, you know? I mean, okay. Fine. <laughs> If I have to. (laughs) Happy viewing, everybody. All right. Bye.